Would you join me in prayer? Open our hearts, God of transforming love, that we may see your star, your light, and be led in the journeys of our lives with great joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. The wise men, we don't really know exactly what they are, but sometimes we refer to them as the magi, had noticed a shift. Something in the heavens that they had been studying and wondering about had shifted for them. And they knew that it portended a tremendous birth of new life. And they knew that this tremendous birth for new life was meant for the whole world. So they decided to go on a journey. Now, they didn't have Zoom back then, right? So you couldn't, in the comfy of your jammies with your nicest top and your jammies bottom, they couldn't uh, reach out to wherever and to whomever this star was leading. And so they began a journey. And it wasn't just a short journey, and it wasn't just over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house to go, but it really was a journey of several years. And it wasn't just the three magi. It was actually a whole entourage that traveled with them. So can you imagine they would have had their wives, their children, their servants, their flocks. It would have been a holy mess, wouldn't it? So I love what I see, and I imagine I'm not alone in having seen this, this uh, image, you've probably seen it frequently, of uh, Epiphany, and you have the, the star, and the, main, the, the stable, and the manger, and Mary and Joseph, a few animals, and the three kings, right? And that's about it? Oh no, my friends. It was a fantastic, messy grouping of lots of people. And they didn't show up to the stable, because remember, that was, the, that was Christmas, right? Rather, they showed up on Mary's house, at Mary's house and knocked on the door. And it was nighttime, and she had an infant child. In the messiness of life is where we find God. Don't get me wrong. I love peace and quiet as much as the next person. Power introvert, I love my peace and quiet. But I've learned that while God absolutely is in that peace and quiet, more often than not, God is in the messiness and the chaos and the joy and the challenge thereof. Does that resonate at all? We highly overrate church and life as a place of peace. Let me flesh that out a little bit. There's a peace that I call, it's a very superficial understanding of peace, that is about everything being perfect and being quiet. And then there is the peace of God that is the peace that passes all understanding. So that in the midst of, midst of messiness, we can have that peace of God. So that in the midst of chaos, 
we can have that peace of God. So that in the midst of challenge and struggle and difficulty, we can have that peace of God that passes all understanding. And it's not a peace that's about, about just being still, but it's about a stillness that is grounded in love that empowers us to go forth. Do you, does that difference make sense? It's, it's tremendously important for the walk of love. So in the midst of knocking on Mary's door with her infant child and all the animals and wives and, and magi and servants and everything, the magi are joyous and they open their treasure chests, right? And the traditional gifts are gold, frankincense, I know it's early, but I know you know this, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But what if, my, my friends, we were to take a moment and imagine ourselves coming to Mary and Jesus and Joseph's door at the revealing of love to the world and to open our treasure chests, the treasure chests of our hearts, if you were just to take a moment right now and to notice what are those treasures in your heart that you would like to offer to Christ and to his life ahead of him. It's a question that Epiphany invites us to reflect upon. Because in, during the season of Epiphany, we celebrate that the light of God, the love of God, is shared with the whole world. The whole world. Every person we meet. Ourselves, our family, our neighbor, and who is our neighbor? But every one of God's children. Everyone. And God invites us to share this love, which is a certain kind of love. You know how in Greek there are about 50 million words for love. Eros, which is like Valentine's Day love. Phileos, which is brotherly love, like Philadelphia. And there are many more, but today we're going to talk about agape. That deep love of service, of making room for neighbor, of sacrificial love that is looking to lift another person up. That's the kind of love that we're invited to. Is it messy? Absolutely. Is it joyous? Absolutely. Does it transform the world? Absolutely. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Is it worth every bit of effort? You can guess what I'm going to say. Absolutely. Because there is a hope to which God is calling us. It is a hope for this love that God has showered upon us to then open our hearts and shower it upon the world. There is nothing that can stop us from sharing the love of God. There's nothing. We think we hit these bumps. We hit bumps, right? Am I alone in hitting bumps? I am. No one else here ever hits the little, okay, you do. It's hard to tell with a mask, right? Um, well, what I've noticed 
is that with each bump in the road on this journey of great love, there is a blessing. I was working with a church, and we had many bumps, okay? Many bumps. It happens. And as I was working with the vestry, we talked about how, you know, because it, it was starting to feel a little disheartening at times. Maybe in your life you've had this time too, where you just go, another bump. But what I started exploring, what we started exploring together, is that within each bump in our journey, there is a gift, there is a blessing. And I'm serious, sometimes it was like we were going down an old country road, bumpity, 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 bump. But what we realized is that each of those bumps held within it the opportunity to love one another more deeply. Bishop Curry talks about how Jesus and the love of Jesus, the way of Jesus, Jesus didn't teach us how to agree with one another, but he did teach us how to love one another. And so in the midst of our disagreements, we can love. In the midst of our difficulties, we can love. But it's not that eros love. It's not even that philios love. It's that agape love. St. Paul says, this part within our reading, so that the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know the hope to which God is calling you. With the eyes of your heart enlightened. The way we see, I mean, while our eyes are the tools of it, it's actually through our hearts. Our hearts are our organs of perception. Our hearts frame the way we see things. And as our hearts are enlightened with that agape love, it changes the way we see. So with the eyes of your heart enlightened, may you know the hope to which God is calling you this epiphany. It is a hope for love in the midst of chaos. It is a hope for love in the midst of the messiness of your lives. It is a hope for love in the midst of our communities, our nation, our world. And that that light is already in us. As we talked about last Sunday, there's nothing that can put that light out. So may you know that your light, as you let it shine, draws people with its love. Your light brings light to other people's darkness. Your love brings transformation to this world. May you know that power of God flowing through you this epiphany. And may you take time to notice, just as did the Magi, the shifts that are happening in the world. We can get caught up in the shifts that are frightening or terrifying or are filled with despair for us. And this is not to deny that those things happen in our world. But it is to say that there are also shifts of tremendous love and hope going on at the same time. And in the midst of that, we can have that peace that passes all understanding and choose again and again and again to live that love of agape. And when the messiness of other people knock on our door, just like Mary's, we can open it and welcome them in so that our messiness can be together. And you know that messiness 
if we're just with the flow of the experience, can be one of the most joyous things ever. You think of kids playing out in the playground. I know my mom had a nursery school in our, in our basement growing up, and she turned the backyard into this tremendous play place, complete with the muddy pit. And that was the most fun place to be for all of us. And so I told my son as, as, he, as he was growing up, I said, if you don't come home dirty, I know you didn't have a good time. So let's really get into what we might call the mud pits of life and be in that dirt with great love. We don't have to stand back. In fact, the place we find God is always, is always in the messiness. May you know the joy and the richness of that place and the joy that you bring to that place for others. Amen.